This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So you wait a whole Nations League campaign for a goal and like Buzz is trying to get people away from Wembley, you wait ages and then three come along all the time. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's brilliant. It it's is, what I mean, we like to see. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, obviously, yeah, we, we've previewing these England games now. It's something we're going to be doing going forward. And uh, we didn't have much to talk about after Italy. But now we've tried got to try and cram all that into this. <laughs> I, I don't know how we're going to manage to do it. No. <laughs> I really do not. But Yes, I'd rather yeah. have too much to talk about than not enough. Yeah, but, you know, we were the better team in a way. Like, Germany's chances, they didn't really take. We had eight shots on target in the game, which is double of what Germany had. And, you know, for the last 20 minutes, I felt like we had that Euros team back. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was pretty much Germany looked more dangerous when they got the ball, didn't they? But but then oh, yeah, like sure. did they ever really didn't really come to I think if they were more clinical in front of goal or then they yeah, we could have been in trouble. But yeah. it was it wasn't it was a lot better than Italy. But it was still, <laughs> sure, a, lot more, it was still a lot more work to do. There's, um, there's a lot of work to do. And um we've got to speak about obviously the centre-back situation, which we don't know whether John Stones is going to the World Cup or not now. Yeah, well, that, I think that regardless of any result, that for me, I mean, for me, John Stones is the best centre-back we have by a country mile. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think if he's not going to be there, then that is a massive loss to us, doubled up by the fact that that probably then means... Um, Harry Maguire is going to be sticking around, which yeah, I'm not I'm not one for you know jumping on bandwagons, berating <laughs> players or whatever. But he really, really just needs to. I, I, I think he needs to get away from football. I think he needs yeah, to get I'll agree with that and reset himself because he seems like he's just getting himself further and further into this rut. And if he carries on going, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll ever be able to get himself back out of it. I mean. Nah. It'll be something quite similar to the, you know, we saw it with, I mean, not to make a Stoke centry, but we saw it with Jack Butland, didn't we? We did, and once yeah. once he lost form, he was he he was never the player, and he, I don't think he still is the player that he yeah. used to be. Which... You know, he was a highly, hugely promising 
you know, England number two, even though he was playing the championship after he got relegated. And yeah. And then obviously, like I say, one mistake turned into another mistake, turned into two mistakes the week after, and then all of a sudden, he, he just, like I say, he just went, just nosedived and never was able to, to recover that. I mean, I think he's played a right for Crystal Palace since he's joined them. Yeah, yeah. But, ne- you know, his career now is currently nowhere near the levels he would have been expecting it to be. Uh, yeah, he would have was. possibly been the number one at the moment if he had kept that form up. And, yeah. But, but with... <laughs> With Maguire, mate, it's it's really tough because obviously he's got a lot of bounty. You know, the Man United captain, you know, £80 million price tag. And I can understand why managers do play him because if he's got that about him and then they don't play him, it's going to obviously affect him even more. But, you know, giving the ball away and conceding the penalty for the first goal, giving the ball away in Germany's half for the second goal, it's inexcusable in a way, really, isn't it? Yeah, he 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 just comes across very clumsy for me at the mm-hmm. minute. Everything he's everything he does seems to be half a second late. You know, every tackle, every like he goes to just stand against their man, and he just ends up running into them, bringing them down, and yeah, and giving free kicks away. You know, wherever he is on the field, whether he's you know trying to stop them countering from there off, or, or you know trying to defend in his own, and. <sighs> Yeah, to me, I think, like I say, if Stones isn't going to be there, it's only going to heighten the chances of Maguire still you know, remaining to be picked regardless of his form or lack of game time for Manchester United. And and I think that, at the minute, that's only going to hamper England's chances. Yeah, you, you never know if you know Southgate decides to keep the team that we played tonight. It could just mean Tamori or someone comes in for Stones. It could be quite as simple as that, but... You know, we don't know whether Southgate's going to change any tactics going into the World Cup or anything like that. But there's one or two changes which, you know, we want. Um, Foden. <laughs> Not his normal Man City self. No, he, uh, he he was just off the pace tonight, wasn't he? Just, just never seemed to be able to get the ball under control. Yeah. He had, the, he had the, a dose of the Raheem Sterling's. The ball was just bobbling around <laughs> everywhere, which... I think we've come to acknowledge with Sterling that that is part you know, part of his game, isn't it? He's all he's yeah. about pace and there, and he doesn't always you know control the ball and first time or have it under his under a spell like. But with somebody like Foden, you expect it to sort of be you know glued to the end of his toe, and that's how he plays. But not yeah. tonight. It's one of them people debate. Oh, like is Mount better? Is Foden better? But Mount, when he came off the bench, obviously the goal he scored brilliant first-time shot, but he just looked like he put a lot more energy into the team than what Foden offered, even throughout the Italy game as well. Yeah, I mean, well, it was great subs, really, really, because Saka came on and played yeah. a hand in two goals as well. I don't even know where Saka was playing, to be fair. He, was, he just seemed to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think he was playing on the, like, the right, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I mean just, just, just obviously dotting back into the... Um, to the the defense situation, if Stones is out, and you know, should we go to a back four, or should we stick with the back well back five? I'd say go to a back four. Yeah, I think especially if he's going to be playing Reese James as well, because yeah, for me, I I cannot for the life of me understand why he seemed intent on not playing Trent Alexander Arnold in a back five. I know, he wasn't even in the squad tonight, was he? No, he's not the greatest defence. We know that. He's not, he's not the greatest defensively. But 
if you've got three centre halves, then you want a wing back. You you want someone who's good going forward as well as going back. And I don't think there's anybody better right wing back now at the minute. You know, than especially not in England. Um, you know, we've got loads of right backs, really talented. You know, James Trippier, Walker, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously Trent. Yeah, there's ones who don't even make the squad, but to me, if you're going to be playing with a right wing back, Alexander Arnold just gives you so much, you know, delivery. You know, you can do set pieces as well. And if you're going to play about four, by all means, which James probably a man or Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker there would be perfect. Yeah, Kieran Trippier, you know, I think if you're playing about four, Trent drops down possibly to fourth choice from first. Yeah, so if you're playing about five, you want a right wing back. For me, he's the man. He's the main man. He's got to be. Yeah, he has to be, mate. He has to be the main man. And, you know, there's so much about him already that it, it's interesting not seeing him play in both Nation League games. Like, I was expecting him to be one of the first names down the team sheet. Yeah, and I think I think as well, like over on the left-hand side, you've got Shaw, you've got um, Chilwell. They are both probably more suited to like fullback roles than wingback roles as well. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, let me just give you these stats, right? The last forty-five games England have played, so it's a good sample. It's a good size sample here. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two games they've played a back three, back three slash okay. back five. Yeah, ten mm-hmm. wins, eight defeats. Wow. Okay. In that time, they've played twenty-three games with a back four. 18 wins and one defeat. You've got your answer there then. So, I mean, I'm not being funny here, but surely, surely Gareth Southgate knows that when he plays a back five, we tend to lose a lot more games and win (laughs) a lot less than when he plays a back four. So why is he persisting playing this formation? It sounds like a conversation we've had all too regularly <laughs> over time, doesn't it, Dan? It sounds like a conversation we have way too often, but uh, I don't know. Some managers like to stick to a system that they believe will eventually work out, but it's not. Like I know tonight, yeah, we've had a you know a fair fair enough three three all draw where we've come back from in the death, but any other time I've seen us play this formation, it hasn't really worked. No, I don't think it does. And I think, do you know what happened? Like when we, when we played Italy in the Euros, right? He was, Southgate was like in that final, he was outdone, wasn't he? The, the, tactically, massively. tactically, he was massively, you know, the Italians were all over us. They knew exactly how to stop what we were doing. And then mm-hmm. they outnumbered us in areas they knew they could do. And that's how they won the game. And you'd think that he would learn from that. Because <laughs> that's what he do. hasn't, apparently. You make mistakes and then you learn and you adapt. And we don't seem to be doing that. If anything, we're going massively backwards. And it's like yeah. he's like stubborn now. He's got himself into this position where, regardless of results, regardless of performances, it's like, well, no, this is the way I want to play. And it, it works for some, but. You know, with the situation we're in where before the Nations League happened, like even going back to June ways, we were favourites in the World Cup tournament. I, w- I wouldn't even put us as getting out of the group stages at this point. I'm that worried. Well, I, th- I think that's a bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> but you see where I'm coming from with it. It's like maybe maybe round of 16. Maybe that's a bit more. 
Maybe that's a bit better. It all depends on the draw, I think, don't you? But, yeah, but, exactly. But we shouldn't, again, like I say, 12, 12 months ago, we weren't worried about who we were drawing. We'd take on all comers exactly. who fancy ourselves against anyone. But I think we really, he needs to have changed to a back four, but he, he just seems to be that stubborn that he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it at this stage, regardless of, the, like I say, the personnel, the results, the performances. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I, I mean, get that it's it, it's it's worrying, but it's one of them. Maybe Southgate knows something we don't know, and he knows that it's just going to work out. But um, yeah, I feel like like we've mentioned on Luke Shaw already. Keep keep him in that team. Keep him in that team. Does brilliantly. Um, the midfield partnership of Bellingham and Rice yeah. works so smoothly at the moment. Yeah, I think, did I text you? Was it you I texted Yeah, you did. Yeah, you yeah. texted me about it. Even, that was, I think we were losing at that stage, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Like, even though we were losing that one, that one or two nil at the time, I was like, these two are just, even at that stage, you know, just content, complimenting each other. Yeah. You know, massively. They were so smooth, weren't they? Yeah, work off each other. I mean, Declan Rice, I remember when he, you know, he first broke into the England team and people were raving about him and I thought, I don't, yeah, he's all right, but I don't see this massive player that everyone's on about. I thought it was a bit of, is it a bit of West Ham bias that you yeah, quite yeah. often get in the press, don't you, and stuff. I think, you know, but then now, I'll be honest, the last, what, 12 months, two years, every time I see him, he just, he, he doesn't he get... He controls yeah. the field for West Ham as well. Yeah, he doesn't get overawed, he doesn't get overran, he doesn't get overpowered in any game at all. Yeah, I, he is a very good player and I'm glad we've got him. But, you know, I don't see anyone else really breaking into that midfield. Like, unless there's an injury. Like, Henderson came on tonight, and I thought Henderson did well when he came off the bench. And he's probably the backup option we're going for when Calvin Phillips is injured. But Calvin Phillips is that solid backup option at the moment. Yeah, I mean, well, I think Phillips' injury for him has come just at the wrong time, hasn't it? Because it's allowed, yeah, for sure. as we sort of said you know, last week, it, it's allowed Bellingham to, to come in and, Stake a claim, and I think now yeah. you'll see Rice and Bellingham. You, know, the team sheet may as well come with them two printed on. I reckon for the next ten years. Yeah, they'll be <laughs> some of the first names on the sheet, won't they? They'll be, you know, they'll decide the midfield. And to be fair, I feel like you can build the team around those two because you've got Bellingham, who's more attacking, and Rice will sit back. He'll do the dirty work. Yeah, he's very much like an old-fashioned midfielder, isn't he? He's yeah, like box yeah. to box, like. You can do it. You can do a bit of everything, can't you? But like you say, yeah, breaking up the play and and they seem to do that thing. You know, they were hunting in pairs as well. Yeah, like, for yeah, sure. Like put, Rice would you know get a toe in, get stuck into someone, and then Bellingham would be there just to yeah you know, where the ball wherever the ball just went, ran loose. Bellingham was there, and like for a kid of nineteen to show you know them kind of awareness and, and you know game game in game knowledge is. Fantastic as well. I mean, we know he's he's, he's, a, he's a great player to have. Yeah, and he, he's I, I wouldn't change him well. for the world. Would not change him for the world. It's it's something we need. We need midfield solidarity at the moment when everything around the pitch seems to you know not be going the way we want. Um, speaking of that, Harry Kane getting another penalty against Germany <laughs> late on. <laughs> well, four four games against Germany scored in every one now, hasn't he? Yeah, it's it's crazy how both nation league games though have been a late penalty. 
Like, yeah. It can't just be a coincidence at this point, can it? <laughs> I don't know because that that was a that was hundred percent a penalty. Yeah, hundred was... <laughs> percent. It was. I'm I'm not like to be fair. When the first when the tackle went in initially, I was like maybe maybe not, and then they were like, oh, we're going to review it, and I'm like, okay, okay, it's going to be a penalty here. Well, I I thought as soon as you went in, I thought that that's a penalty, and then they played on. Yeah, nothing was mentioned. And the ball didn't go out of play for ages, did it? It, it didn't. Because it went right the way back to sort of our, our defence yeah, yeah. at the edge of our box. And we passed it around for a bit. Then we got an attack. Then we went back, back to the defence. Then it came back forward and we ended up getting a corner. And, it, and then they was, pull it back. Yeah, and then it was when the, obviously when the ball goes dead, that's when they were like, ref, can you go have a look at this? And I was like, oh, oh they, they are. They do think. <laughs> but re, you know, do you not think with VAR as well? At that point, although they say, ref, you need to go and review it, they they could well say, if maybe not in this instance, but if it was a if it was like a, a clear, you know, you know, he's he's gone halfway up on the guy's shin, the ref just completely missed it. Yeah. Then surely you could just say to the ref, ref, that's a penalty. You don't even yeah, just, just go the to the game, screen, make it look believable. Stop the game. It's a penalty. You don't need to go look at the screen. I'm telling you, that is a penalty. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, there's no point playing on for another ninety seconds before the ball goes out. Because you do, the thing as well is, what would happen? What would happen if there was a you know a fifty fifty tackle and somebody ended up yeah. getting a serious injury on the back of something that, if the ball had gone out ten seconds earlier, wouldn't have even been played because you because know, they could have stopped it and gone over. Yeah, because it's. it's... It's one of them where Germany could have quite literally gone on to score and then they would have to pull it back anyway. Yeah. Like VAR would have made that decision, oh, we're going to send the ref to the monitor within seconds. Yeah. But then they've waited a minute, a minute and a half to, to inform the ref that's what he needs to do. Yeah, they've, like they have it, to wait for a stoppage in play, which, you yeah. know, for something like that where it's a 50-50 tackle, I don't agree with. I think if... If you've got, if the ref could view the monitor and go, you know what, like Michael Oliver did last week, you know yeah. what, I'm sticking to my decision because I still don't think that's, that's a, a, you know, a penalty, a foul, or whatever. Fair enough. But if if the referee is like, if it's a hundred percent, if they can VAR can look at that and think, yeah, he has missed an absolute stinker there. That is a red. You know, never mind penalty. That's a red card. Yeah. Then by all means, say ref, stop the game. It's a penalty, and then it was, that's what you need to do. So you stop the game. You emit the VAR signal. It's a penalty, and then you can, you know, if it is like a really, really bad penalty, say, you know, do you want to come over and have a look? If you just, if you know, yeah. decide whether it's a yellow or a red. So, I get that. To be fair, once once they go over to the monitor, it's one of them where you sort of already know that it is going to be a penalty. Yeah, because they wouldn't go to the monitor otherwise, would they? Well, the cheer, the cheer was just as loud when he when he said he was yeah. going to the monitor as he was when he did it. Yeah, it's it's one of them. VAR, it's it's a good thing in an instance like that. But I bet the Germans were thinking, no, why why have they waited another you know two minutes near enough to then go? Okay, okay, we'll 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 look at the monitor now. Because you know, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Yeah, it should also be interesting. Like, what do they do with the the clock, like the match clock? Yeah. So, say that incident happened on just just for example, eighty one minutes and thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and then the ball didn't go out of play for that would be England corner until eighty three yeah. and thirty. Say, 
when they restart the game, do the do they say, okay, well, we're playing from 81 and a half because those two minutes actually never really existed? It's tough because they only added six minutes on, which was for the injuries and then obviously for the goal celebrations, but nothing else. Like they kept, they just kept the time rolling, didn't they? Yeah. And I feel like you should write to the FA or FIFA and tell them that rule because that is a good ruling. We, yeah, and also clarification: what do you do with your time? <laughs> what we want to know, we need to know these things. We do, we do. But um, I was raving about Nick Pope a couple of days ago. Yeah. Oh God. Make, I think we may have hyped him up a bit too much. Make, make that third goal. Tom Pope should have saved that, let alone Nick Pope. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Tom, see, just just hop and go for England. <laughs> but um, no, it's not just that. It's the dive for the penalty. You didn't look even bothered well, if he was going to save it or not. I said the thing is, something like that, what was that? And I was like, that is that is the reason why, goal, why going down the middle with your penalty is always a good idea. Because yeah. if keepers preempt that you're going to go down the middle with it and stand there, then they look like an idiot. <laughs> when oh, yeah, for in. sure. Because it looks like they just stood there and let you stroke it in the corner. And then, obviously, they try and make a dive, but it's, it's, it's pointless because it's too late yeah. at that point anyway. It was one of them. He saw that to make it look believable that he was putting effort into his dive at it. Yeah, and that's why going down the middle with your penalty is probably always a good option. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But, like, the first goal, it, I, I, I don't know. Like he's just not have a good game, and that's what all I can really say about it. He's just not had the best of game. Maybe it's you know he's not had too much international experience, and you know, it, it would I've seen Ramsdale make those saves. Maybe the third one was an awkward bounce. The penalty, you know, Ramsdale could have dived the wrong way. We could be having the same conversation about Ramsdale here, but you know, Ramsdale played the last two, didn't he? Uh, in the in June, and he didn't have the best performances. So maybe he's just seen who is going to be, you know, that first choice keeper with Pickford, Ramsdale, and now Pope playing three two games each. Well, I think the the, the player who the player who's become better out of all this is probably Jordan. Pickford. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jordan Pickford through just not being there, not being associated with the last three England games or two of the last three England games, and the. The Hungary defeat and, and obviously tonight, uh, yeah, he becomes better from that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of them. Like I said, we could be having the conversation about any goalkeeper in England with what's gone on, but it's just a shame that it was the goalkeeper that I said would be a solid backup option to Jordan Pickford. But um, I feel like a good thing to touch on as well is the fight back. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, where did we? That's something that we've been waiting to see all, all year really hasn't it? Yeah. pretty much I mean like you say that's the first goal we scored in open play since the Ivory Coast game mm-hmm. which was what March we played the Ivory Coast I believe so which also takes us off the same calibre as San Marino but... <laughs> yeah we, so, we can so celebrate good. that one it's always good not to be associated with San Marino <laughs> I mean well they done lost, lost 4-0 to Estonia tonight I think I, think I believe so uh, I do believe so but yeah, so like you say, just coming back in when he went two 0 I mean, that was a, the second goal. To be fair to Pope, nothing he could have done about that was it. Yeah, he wasn't his fault. That again was defense standing off. He wanted giving him 
Timothy time to take a touch, have a look exactly where he wanted to hit it and pick his spot, whilst everyone stood off him and just with their arms behind the back, you know, they're doing the old yeah. uh, Liam Gallagher thing, playing <laughs> Van Dyke from Famous Four. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like you know, Luke Shaw coming off the bench, getting a goal. Mason Mount, I've touched on his goal already. What a finish set up by Saka as well. I wasn't expecting him to even hit it first time. The VAR penalty, Harry Kane scores it. It's just a shame that after that we thought we had done it. And then Kai Havertz, obviously, gets through on goal. Dodgy bounce from the ball for Nick Pope and then Havertz slots it in. But I can't fault him for the game. You know, we haven't scored a goal at all in the Nations League bar one penalty. And then we've gone and scored three. There will be somebody somewhere, won't there? Yeah, there will be. Who's nipped off, nipped off to the toilet, or or just just gone off, make I don't know, make themselves something to eat, come back in and gone three two. (laughs) (laughs) It's got three goals. We've gone ten minutes. What's going on? (laughs) Maybe I am a lucky charm when I leave the room. (laughs) Yeah, it it was it was a good game for, for to watch. Like we started off slow yet again, but. You you look at the stats and compared to possession and you know passes made, we were the better team in general. Yeah, I think stat. I think yeah, stats wise, it looks like we were. I'm not. I know you you said this didn't you? I'm myself not not convinced that we were better than them. I think we were just yeah. Were, yeah, I think a draw was probably the better the fairest result. Um, it felt like Germany had more gears to go up into. Oh yeah, for sure. Germany always do. Germany, you know, Italy had more gears than us. Like if we played mm. someone like a Spain or something, they would have more gears. We have one, and sometimes we do shift down into neutral, <laughs> but we 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 only stay in first. We've been playing in reverse for the last God knows how long. Uh, but yes, like, like, let's keep it positive. Let's keep it positive. We've got Rice in Belgium. We've got Kane scoring goals up front. We do. Um. Who else do we touch on? Reese so, James, 50-50 with him. He, he did all right. Made some good runs. All right? I thought he was but, dreadful, to be honest. <laughs> he was better than better than what he was against Italy, and that's my, you know, knowledge yeah. to him. Sterling, you know, likes his running, likes his dribbling. Had some shots, to be fair. He could have scored the first goal on open play, but a bit for, unfortunate. For a, for a position that we are massively blessed in, don't we don't score many, think, do we? I don't think Reese James, uh, uh, right back. I mean, I don't oh, right think Reese yeah. James has done himself any favors this past week. Oh, for sure. Considering, for sure. yeah, you know, there's certain areas where we're more struggling with players, and mm-hmm. bad performances can go under the radar a bit because there's not much competition. At right yeah. back, there is. There's a lot of competition, and I think, you know. He's he's young and he's improving and and I think eventually when all the careers are all done he may well I mean even though Kyle Walker, Kieran Trippier have had fantastic yeah. careers especially I'd probably say especially Kyle Walker I think Reese James has got all the attributes to become even better than they were yeah for sure for sure I see I see where you're coming from with that and <clears throat> you know he he will improve Reese James he's he's not a bad player by any means yeah but. Bit- this past week, though, he has. I don't think he's shown anywhere near the levels that he's yeah, got. Yeah, for sure. And if I was Trippier or Walker, 
and I was going to remain on the bench when we play Iran on the back of those two games, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be very happy at all. Now, I'd love to see Trippier in the team. I feel like he adds so much. Obviously, he's Newcastle's captain, I do believe. It's another leadership player in the team, and that's what you need at the moment. With you know the shakiness we've got, it, it's something we need. Yeah, I mean, so let's see. So, Fontenelle, are we... Who do well, shall we do who we think has done their chances better or worse? So, yeah, bear in mind, look at this, who's going to be playing against Iran. I think Pickford will start, yeah, Pickford's going to start in goal. Are we going to keep this formation or go for a back four? I, I would, if it was me personally, I'd be all over the back four. However, what's Southgate I, going to go with? I can't see Gareth Southgate changing at this stage, yeah. I don't just if... can't see it. Yes. So we've got if if Stones is fit, I'd play Stones. Yeah. Eric Dyer has done enough for me to keep his place. Yeah. Like he he can make that formation work because we're playing a four three four two one I believe. So that means when Dyer goes into midfield, it goes to a four three three technically. So yes, if you fall if your wing that. backs then drop into full backs. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like Stones, Dyer, and I really don't want Maguire in this team. I think, right, okay, so what you need is you need a centre point of that defence who's yeah. good on the ball, who's good in the air. So for me, that's your John Stones. Yeah, for sure. So he's going to play in the centre. So mm-hmm. your right-sided centre-back and your left-sided centre-back need to be people who are comfortable being played out wide. Like so, right-sided Carl Walker. Yeah, so right-sided is Carl Walker all day for me, which means the left-sided is more open for choice because obviously, like Dyer wouldn't play at left centre back, would he? Mm, he could play. He has he played could. there. He has played there, so he could. Um, obviously, you've all other options. You've got Tamori. You've got Connor Cody, but I don't feel like he would. No, I th- get into the team. Gahey probably not. So I feel like that left-sided centre-back would be... Yeah, it's, I don't think it's nailed down to anybody at the minute. No, but I would out of those three, I would take Tamori. Yeah, I mean, I I can see, I think he should be playing, he should have been playing in these games, I'll be honest with you. I think he should have been given a, a, at least 90 minutes. Yeah, for sure. And That's I, one thing I'll touch on quickly as we're building the team. Why didn't Tony get a chance? Again, it, all he made, it seems like he, he was there the, to make up the numbers. At least he made the bench today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because Trent didn't make the bench today. Yeah, which who we, which me and you are saying, be the right wing back. He needs to be the right wing back. Yeah, like I say, if you're gonna play with wing backs, Trent's got to be there. Oh yeah, for sure, mate. He's got to be there. And then Luke Shaw on the left, obviously played brilliantly tonight. Got the goal. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that is our back line. So we're saying Pickford and goal, um, Stones, Dyer potentially in there, Tamori potentially in there as those other ones. You've got Walker, Trent, and then Luke Shaw as the defence. Yes. That's, yes, that's so, good. I, I'd have that. Yeah, I think what... Um... So which no, so which centre backs did we go for? Which centre backs? So we're going for Stones and then obviously Walker and then either a Dyer or Tamori. Yeah, I think obviously the thing with um, Tamori is he's, he can use both feet, can't he? That's the exactly. other thing. So he's equally comfortable with his right or his left. Yeah, which obviously does help 
yeah, helps a lot. Yeah, it does. And then, because yeah, you need that sort of balance, don't you? You need that. Balance. Oh yeah, for sure. You don't want a right, you know, predominant right footer who he's left just for standing on. <laughs> when the ball goes out to him, he's got to stand, pull it back onto his right foot, yeah. make a pass every time because because you know, this is international football. These teams will be yeah. all over that. The one way I can see it is worst case scenario, if Tamori needs to cover John Stones, say, he's easily able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And then I can say Tamori, he's athletic, he's quick. Yeah, so, he's quick. He's so, tall. Yeah. He's so strong. Obviously, if Luke Shaw goes forward, Tamori can shuffle into the left back position, Trent drops into the right back position, you come in back four. Uh, yeah. he's comfortable in that position then isn't he? he's comfortable because you know, he's quick enough to play fullback and then obviously if Trent goes forward then Kyle Walker then becomes your right back and you know yeah, shuffle yeah. across and Tamori and um, Stones are, you know you centre backs in essence and Luke Shaw drops in at your left back yeah. with Tamori it's crazy to think that he got his first England cap in 2019 yeah because like... he just doesn't seem to be involved at all and I know no he doesn't he seems to be that defender who's sort of there and obviously we've mentioned that Maguire and things like that it's sort of there as a backup option to Maguire when I feel like at the moment it should be the other way around yeah I mean the man's he's playing week in week out you know for AC Milan yeah he's been he's come through Chelsea's new system he's gone to Milan he's making his good year top career for himself over there and and I say it's as if he gets called up because, well, we'll call we'll call him up just to satisfy people, you know, same as they do, same as with like Tony, like no, yeah, like no, like we've touched on that, but yeah, no, like um, no, what doesn't want to play him at all? It's no, yeah. he's not getting any a fair chance at all. He's just just there in the squad. It's a bit frustrating, yeah. really. And th- and then the rest of the team really speaks for itself. Bellingham and Rice, we've we've we we speak their praises so much, <laughs> yeah. but they definitely keep that midfield spots. Yeah, they, they I, I think it. they nailed that. I think Pickford's yeah. nailed down. Uh, I think he's not going anywhere. I think Walker and Stones, if he's fit. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think there's any challenge to them positions. Uh, I don't think there should be any. I don't think, I think Rice is nailed on, and I don't think anyone can now challenge Bellingham. No, he, he, he played the full 90 minutes, didn't he? Even after that bad tackle, he was still still wanting to go and keep playing. Yeah. But he's a young lad. He's got that much energy so, about him. So, just as we entered injury time, we've got six minutes trying to get a winner. It took him off <laughs> and brought Henderson on. Yeah, <laughs> Hendo didn't play too bad. He was running like a headless chicken trying to get the ball. Yeah, but, but it's like obviously you've got like the the ability and the forward thinking of Bellingham. Yeah. You've brought him off for like a no offense to Jordan Anderson, who's very good at what he does, but forward wise he's very limited in going for he's more of a breaking the play up, isn't he? Yeah, and he's protecting his defence and that. He's similar to a Rice, isn't he? Like he sits further back, but he will do the same job Rice does pretty much and when you're playing two central midfielders, you need one that does one job and one that does the complete opposite, pretty much. Yeah. So, like I say, those two, I think they're nailed on. Um, mm-hmm. do, you th- do you think Harry Kane's probably got his spot sealed, do you reckon? I feel like he's got to, Anthony. <laughs> he's got to have his spot. It's like Sterling as well. I don't think it would be right to take Sterling out of the team. Like, he was one of the only players tonight who actually wanted to have a chance on goal. And to be fair, he did have a few chances 
made made to Stegen make one or two great saves to stop him from scoring. But like we've said, when Kane and Sterling have that partnership and they are firing, look at the World Cup back in 2018. Look at the Euros that have gone on. It's a it's a duo which has just kept going. It's just the right forward, right wing spot, however you want to see it, with Foden. And I want to put Mount in there. Or like Saka, yeah, he's he's all right. But I feel like Saka's more of an impact sub. But Mount, when he came off that bench tonight, he was so clinical. Yeah, I think, like I say, Saka and Mount, those substitutions changed the game. And that's what England have got focused on. They've got so much good, young, attacking talent that if someone is having a bad game, take them off. Foden's having a bad game, take him off, get somebody else on. Yeah. And and that's not to say, oh, well, Foden, that's it, you're done for. Not at all. But on tonight, it wasn't his night. Get him off. Sterling, yes, Sterling was trying. He was getting involved. It wasn't quite coming off for him, I don't think. Yeah, it was It was unfortunate with yeah. him, but it could be a lot worse. Yeah, he was definitely, you say, he was 100% he was trying to put the effort, he was getting involved. He wasn't, just wasn't quite falling for him. Again, not quite your night. Off you come. Let somebody else have a chance. Yeah. And I, I will speak of Harry Kane really quickly. Because obviously we know Wayne Rooney is England's top scorer for now on on the men's side of the game. Harry Kane is two goals off equal in that record. And compared to Rooney playing for 15 years, this is Harry Kane's eighth season as an England international. I say he does that against Iran. <laughs> he scores two against Iran, if not a hat-trick, if he's lucky with another late penalty. Yeah, I think he at least, overtakes Rooney. He at least equals that record. Yeah, he at least yeah, he will at least Rooney's equal the record, record yeah. at the at the World Cup. Yeah, he will That's overtake my... it at the World Cup. He'll over he'll probably do it at the latest against the US, won't he? Yeah, in my opinion, I, I, I'm going to put my hat put my hat on him now. Best the best centre forward in the world, Harry Kane. He's he's going to get at least two in that first game, and equal the oh, record yeah, for sure. And sure. um, that's that's why he keeps his place. That's why he keeps it there. But it's like, for example, Sterling, he's not so high up on the scoring records, but obviously he helps a lot in the build-up, doesn't he? Yeah. So so what we can determine then from what we've just said is that there is possibly a left wing-back spot available. If Ben, I think Luke Shaw is definitely in the driving seat. Mm-hmm. And for me, I would pick Shaw. But if Chilwell get, you know, Chilwell starts playing regularly again from Chelsea between now and November, and Shaw isn't getting any game time at Man United, mm-hmm. then that's definitely going to be a factor. I think. Yeah. the The only changes I can see from that, if we do play a back four, is obviously we've said Maguire is going to come out of the team. Um, I say Trippier would come in over Trent because obviously. Yeah. Trippier has that defensive quality. And I could even see Dyer coming into the midfield. I think if we go to a back four, all that mm-hmm. happens is Walker goes from right centre back to right back. Yeah, I can see that. But either way, we've said it so often. On paper, the team <laughs> is up there. And we should we should be, you know, on paper favourites. Well not maybe favourites, but up there is, you know top five teams to, you know, have a chance. But with the way we've performed in the Nations League and as of recent, you, you really don't know anymore. You really don't know. But I'm 
I'm not too worried. I'm worried we're still not going to go as far as what people want. But um, yeah. What about Gareth Southgate? Um, what like uh, his? I feel like he's helped his job out tonight in a way. Uh, somebody said. Somebody sent me a message um, when he went three two and said, "Oh, he saved his job for another day." Then, and I replied and said. If we'd have lost six 0 tonight, he still would have been given the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, they aren't going. They were never going to sack him at this late stage, regardless of any results. We are however, not Watford Football Club. However, I yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> I think whether we, oh, I don't know if we win it, but we were. I don't think we will win it. No, if I we don't. Do, no, I don't think we will. But I'm, I'm saying. I think he'll walk after the World Cup. I think he'll. Yeah. We've seen there's a bit of pressure mounting, like from the press. The press have turned a bit, and because it, it's very rare for an England manager, he's had quite a good, like sort of uh, report. He's had a press, good tenancy, yeah. He? Yeah, they've not turned. They've not been giving him too much stick. Not been turning on him, and some of the football has been a bit negative at times. But, yeah, and he hasn't had the you know the uh, the stick that other England managers got, mm-hmm. and you think I w- I would like to say I think now he's he's seen it's turning a bit. He's seen that obviously you know we've not done very well in this Nations League. You know, six games we haven't had a, you know no wins, struggling in that, and I think if, unless we go to the World Cup and absolutely rip it up, I think he'll walk after the World yeah. Cup. And then you'll end up in like a you know, Premier League manager, Premier League job, won't you? And then it's the question of who's going to take over as England manager if Southgate does go. Well, <laughs> great Potter will probably be sacked by Chelsea by then. He'll be sacked in a few months, is what I've said. <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll be gone next summer, probably, so he can have the job. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be. It could be a whole lot worse. Like, we have got good managers to take over from Southgate when his reign does end. But, you know, Southgate, he's the one for now. Does he still turn um, you on? <laughs> football may be coming home again. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I'm, I'm not too worried. I think, you know, even if we get to something like the quarterfinals or something, it's not going to be exactly disappointment with how we've done in the Nations League. Yeah, it's, it's definitely checked people's sort of expectation levels. Oh, yeah. For sure, um, for sure. But again, semi-final, final in the last two tournaments. Got us to two finals, technically, aren't they? Yeah, he's going to be expecting to, you know, to do better than we have been. Yeah, for sure. And like you say, if we don't, no disrespect to you, but better managers than Gareth Southgate have lost their jobs to England after reaching quarterfinals. Precisely, that's the thing. We've had so many managers which with worse have squads than what we've got job. now. You can speak about some teams we've had. Look at the 2010 World Cup team we had. And we couldn't do anything with that, could we? Oh, that was atrocious. <laughs> we weren't I'm, I'm, I'm going to quickly Google this team that we had in there then. Like the first game we played against okay, the let, US. Let me see if how many of these I can name. You ready? So are we? So who did we play? 
we play the United States. And that when Rob, that is when you can add, Rob, you can add the obvious Rob, Rob Green into Green that. Chucked on in his own net, then too, went goes through his legs from what's mm-hmm. it all? Uh, it was la- not Landon Donovan. Was it? it was. It was no, it wasn't. Who was it? It was Dempsey. Clint Dempsey. Yeah, I knew it was a yeah. someone who played the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Glenn Johnson, right back. Glenn Johnson was right back. John Terry, Matthew Upson, centre halves. John Terry and bloody hell, it's got it written out really weird here. John Terry and Matthew Upson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, left back. Oh, two centre was that still Ashley Cole? It was still Ashley Cole. Yeah. Um, what formation did we play? I'm trying to have a look here. So it would have been Gerard Lampard. Last one. Gerard Lampard for sure. Yeah. I feel like it was a classic four four two. Okay, so no, sorry, it wasn't Upson. I know Upson wow. played against Germany in the dingy game, didn't he? He did. And when we got battered in the knockouts, it was Ledley King. Oh well, well yeah, no, no, no worry, Upson. No, <laughs> no wonder Upson had to come in for the knockouts. Ledley King is is obviously done by the end of the group stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, are you going to keep guessing what the player wide players on the two forwards? Yeah, so I would say up front we would have had Rooney because I think that was the day that Rooney mm-hmm. went spouting into the camera. Yeah, so like, great fans booing us. Yeah, booing us because we play. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 2010, so I don't think it would have been Owen. I don't think it I think it's too late for Crouch's England career. I think it's too late for Owens. Mm-hmm. Who would have been playing with Rooney? It's going to be a name that you, you're you going to expect, but you're not going to expect. He wasn't very prolific in front of goal. Emil Heskey. It was Emil Heskey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. I never know how he ever got his England call-up, I'll be honest. He was playing 2000. He was a good, to be fair, to Emil Heskey, right? When he was at Leicester, he was an absolute beast. Yeah, he was absolutely. He was petty. He had, he had everything to his game, and then, and then it sort of just went. Uh, he was the most unselfish footballer you ever find because he he, he turned himself into like uh, yeah. uh, just uh, 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 he just took all the defenders' attention away yeah. for Michael Owen, but like at Liverpool, Liverpool, he scored twenty two in fifty six. Yeah, so for Liverpool and England, he just turned himself into. I'll just occupy defenders and I'll just like either flip the ball on or create space for Michael Owen to do his thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he just sort of I don't know what went wrong with him, but he just fell off. The two wide players though. Right, okay, so we could be looking at maybe a Theo Walcott and Aaron Lennon. Sean Aaron Wright Lennon Phillips. and Sean Wright Phillips. There we go. The substitutes we made, well, sorry, it was Milner who played out on the wide. <laughs> but Sean Wright Phillips came on, Crouchy came on, and Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher. In the World Cup at 2010. <laughs> but yeah, you look at some teams we've had, and for example there, Gerard Lampard, Rooney, Terry. King, Ledley King. Was Ledley it? King, it should have done so much better. Yeah, he just he did, he used like the best player Tottenham had for years, and then he never trained all week, did he? His no. knee, Darian said, like he'd play on a Saturday, and his knee would blow up, and he'd be like Tuesday before he 
he was back to normal. Yeah. So like he didn't train all week. He turned up Friday for tactical like the tactic session and then played yeah. Saturday. That was it. <laughs> yeah. As we have digressed for like ten minutes on England's twenty ten opening round team. Yeah. We get the idea of there has been better teams with higher profile players, some of the best players to ever play in the Premier League and have, you know, kicked a football. But we've got a team which I know it sounds really bold to say is on a similar sort of par. Yeah, the, the amount of young talents that we have produced and we've yeah. got is ridiculous. Absolutely. And what Southgate's done with it is brilliant. But um, it's a question of obviously where do we think we're going to finish in the World Cup? I, think I have no idea. The only thing I think he stifles the attacking talent. Yeah. And I think again tonight has shown 2 0 down. He's made a couple of substitutions and they've had to go on. And basically, just there's not been, yeah. there's no rigid, like, no rigidity to the play. They weren't gone on with so much of you've got to attack. It was just go on and influence the game. Yeah. We're 2 yeah, 0 yeah. down. We've got nothing to lose. Just go, you know. And when he's given them a bit of freedom, look what the, look what the end results are. Exactly. <laughs> the one player which I feel like is getting hard done by is James Madison. Like, he's, he's, he hasn't had a call up yet, has he? Well, he had that one call up, and then he said he had, he wasn't it was ill, and he had to go, and then he, he ended up in a casino, pictured yeah. in a casino, and he's never called him up since. Even though he came out at the time and said, "Oh, there's no hard feelings with James," you know. Twenty nineteen was his call up, like Tamori, but since then he's not even been considered. Which you know, it's one of them. Does he get in over Bellingham and Rice? Probably not. Will he get in over Foden at a right wing, which is his secondary position? Probably. Yeah, but let's see if, if if again this whole thing is if we change to about four, you go four, then you have the Bellingham and Rice in front, and then Kane up front, and you three behind. You've got you've got Saka, Grealish, Foden, Mount, Madison, Sterling. There's a lot of quality there, Sterling, and then that's not even that's even without getting into people like Hudson Odoi and that who could you know put a good run of yeah. games together and. Yeah, there's so many, so many options, so many players. There's a lot, and players sadly will miss out apart from England. Yeah, I mean, Emil Smith Rowe, he was in the England squad not long ago. <laughs> it's it's a tough one with Smith Rowe, I think. But again, he's another young player coming through. Another, you know, I think he's struggling at the minute, hasn't he? Because he's got um, yeah. Odegaard, hasn't he? Sort of ahead of him at Arsenal, but. But there's so many, like I say, talented young players, especially in the, it's in the attacking positions, and we just got to trust them. He's just got to trust them a bit more. Yeah, we let have. them go and play, Gareth. For goodness' sake. <laughs> Gareth, do it, <laughs> Gareth. <to> me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now nah, we we taught this Germany game to absolute death. Yeah, um, it's a shame, obviously, about the Nations League. We we I'm not I'm not too fussed, but it's still a shame that. England have been relegated from something which I thought I'd never say. I blame Aaron Ramsdale. He gets relegated <laughs> everywhere he goes. He does. He didn't get Arsenal relegated. There's which time. is the one thing. He signed a long contract. So there's time. <laughs> yeah, we've um. That... Who is going to come up? So there's a potential, and now this is going to scare everyone. Of us playing Haaland in the next Nations League. <laughs> yeah, because Norway. Considering it's the Man City already and ripping up the league. 
Oh, no. Well, I, I'm more concerned about the fact that Scotland might be in the top group and we're the second one down. I know, I know. But it's also a thing where Wales have been relegated and you could get Scotland, England, Wales and Ireland in the same group. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't look like something I would really want. The unofficial Nations League is back. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be even better rather than Ireland when Northern Ireland get promoted and we're still in that Group B and you have (laughs) us four together. It's not not far for travelling. You could probably do all six games as an England fan and not spend too much. But, you know, we've got opponents which could be Ukraine, uh, Iceland, Albania. Wait, this is one thing though. With you know, obviously Russia's group where they had Israel, Iceland, and Albania. Yeah, Iceland and Albania will just stay, won't they? Yeah, yeah. So Russia got relegated. Yeah, Russia got relegated straight away, and I don't think they're ever going to come back. <laughs> but nah, it's it's going to be interesting because Georgia have been promoted, Kazakhstan have been promoted, uh, Greece have been promoted, and Turkey have been promoted. So, you know, those are the ones fighting out for those that final, and then obviously they will all be promoted won't they yes so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next nations league which i believe would be 2023 3 to 24 wasn't it yes so yeah, it's going to be interesting uh yeah just to dissect that bit of dissect too <laughs> so we've, we've done plenty of that so far on this <laughs> uh just to obviously go off on a bit of a tangent here uh, I think we've been all over the place on this podcast, and that we have. We've been <laughs> we've back been to bit, South Africa. We have. We've been a bit um, international. Maybe we shouldn't do them right straight after kickoff. We're a bit, <laughs> a bit too. No, it, get, it gets a bit more fun, I think. <laughs> um, but just to bring people up to date with a few other results about from these England teams on this break. So, England under twenty ones beat Italy under twenty ones two nil away uh, a few days ago. So, yes, there was an early Rian Brewster double scored after three and five minutes. Wow. And then, obviously, England comfortably held out for, for the rest of that match. And they actually do play Germany tomorrow as well. Okay. So, yeah, they got Germany under 21. So they were just a couple of friendlies, they were. Cause, uh, so they obviously just mirrored the uh, the national, yeah, the main yeah, national it's, side. It's weird how they do that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, it's obviously... Just, I don't know. Yeah, mixing squads maybe. If yeah. Like the youth teams place. probably travel with the first teams, don't they? And they can have a first team experience in a way. Yeah. So um, on that note as well, uh, Sonny Perkins and Luke Chambers scored for the England under-19s mm-hmm. uh, as they beat Montenegro 2-0. Yeah, and then the second game, so Sonny Perkins got himself a first-half hat-trick as the under-19s then beat Georgia 6-0. Second half saw goals, a brace for Oakley Canonia and a goal for Amari Forson as well. So two uh, decent wins there for the under-19s as well. So at youth level, they've had a good few days, really. (laughs) We have, to be fair. Yeah, so, I mean... Let's just let's see if we can have a look in these groups. So let me try and find. Oh yeah, here we go. So yeah, two games, two games in. Obviously, we've got Denmark in our group as well. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, top two seem to quality you seem to progress to the uh, the finals, and then it's the best of the uh, third place teams as well. Yeah. So so we're in good in good stead for that. So the England under nineteen. Yeah. At least they're nice. bringing you know, like you mentioned about the youth, they're making us proud. Yeah, I think it just shows as well that we are producing good, you know, good players right the way through and there's a lot of talent in this in this country right now. They've got the coaching nailed at the minute. There's a, I think for a long time we had big issues with coaching, didn't we? And then they revamped mm-hmm. it all. For um, sure. I mean, I'm very interested, especially on a Stoke front, by the way, that England under-20s have won both their games this week as well. And, wow. Uh, the first goal, in the, they beat Chile 3-0, and the first goal was a certain Liam Delap. Hey! <laughs> Uh, so Daniel Oyogoki and Samuel Edozi scored in that game, and then they okay. went and beat Morocco two one with goals from Charlie Patino and Tim Arugbunam. He is uh, on loan at QPR. He is indeed on Villa, I believe. He is indeed on loan at QPR from Villa. The only reason I know that is because my mate mentioned to it at the QPR away game. He's like, "There's a there's a player on their team, and no one's going to be able to pronounce his name." <laughs> And to be fair, you you did it pretty well. <laughs> I know it just reminds me he came on as a sub didn't he, in that game later on, so they had, yeah. they had to like, and he on comes <laughs> Tim. Tim I'm re- I'm... Go on, Tim. Tim. <laughs> go on, Timmy boy. Yeah. So there we go for the youth team. Five games, five wins. Uh, obviously, the one England under twenty one versus Germany under twenty ones to come. Yeah. Well. So it's been a very very successful um, week, hasn't it, for the uh, the youth yeah. sides, and the first team maybe finds themselves with a few of their places taken by those if yeah. they're not careful in the coming months. Well, the one thing I will say is, considering this is a whole Nations League review, pretty much, we've we've not done too bad. We could have talked for three or four hours, I would say. <laughs> yes, but no, it's not been too bad. Obviously. When are the women playing next is the question. The women, well, obviously, the women's last game was uh, a very successful one, wasn't it? Over down it's at 10-0, win over Luxembourg. Yes, we saw many, many goals there at the Bet365 Arena. Or, yeah, we did. Or as it was on my ticket, the Stoke City Arena. <laughs> <laughs> no, not but, um, in any Bet365. Yeah, we um, next pl- we'll do the next pod for them then. So that's the seventh of October, where they play the United States, and then on the eleventh they play the Czech Republic. It's all right. They've only had fourteen wins in a row. Uh, only fourteen. Only fourteen. It's not like they've scored a lot of goals. No, tw- in that time won twenty out of the last twenty-two games. <laughs> We're not going to go in how many goals they scored, are we? No, I'm not going to that. Yeah. I read a fact that like something like the last five they scored like thirty-five goals or something like that. It's yeah, so the, it's, it's crazy. The women play the USA seventh of October, and that is in fact a sellout at Wembley. Is it? It's sold out. Yeah, apparently it's sold out in like you know super quick time as well. Oh well, okay. And then fair enough. And then they play the Czech Republic only four days later. Yeah. So you know what. I feel like that's going to be interesting to talk about. We will touch on that, you know, amazing 10-0 win. Not often you can say that, <laughs> where Luxembourg didn't even have a shot. But, you know, we I'll, I'll enjoy speaking about, you know, the women and what they've done, obviously, European champions beating 
our opponents that we play tonight. But yeah, it's 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 been a good one. It's been a good one, I'd say. Well, so uh, what shall so just to round things off before we go, and uh, obviously going back to Stoke City now, we are going to be back on Friday, aren't we? Normal podcast out on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be the preview new, new manager FC preview. Yes, uh, whether they have their new manager. They've they've announced who he is, but obviously Slavin Bilic has taken over from Rob Edwards. Uh, yeah. But whether he will be in charge come Sunday, we do not know yet, do we? He's got a work permit to not. sort out firsthand. Um, so, yeah, if the uh, Home Office could just do us a favour and just delay that process until, <laughs> you know, until you know, Monday next week, if that would, yeah. be, that would be much appreciated. It would be very appreciated. <laughs> Because I said he'd be a good fit for us. Yeah, I think obviously he's, he's you know proven manager, especially this like, at the championship level. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but we'll save that talk for when we record, ready for Friday. Uh, yes, yeah, so we are back on Friday with that Stoke talk. And if you are here just for England and you want to know when we're going to be back then, well, the fifty-five man squad. Yes, that's right. Fifty-five man squad that England have got to <laughs> to announce for the World Cup, the initial one, uh, will be announced on the nineteenth of October. So what we shall be doing is giving you our fifty-five man squad, which we will be deciding prior to that announcement. So the one rule we have with it is there's five players in every position. Yes, but rather. Interestingly, for you guys, you won't just have to listen to us because we will have a couple of new voices uh, that you will ne- not have heard on any of our Every Step Along the Way podcasts so far, and they are going to be joining us for future England pods as well. New signings that uh, were made today. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. It's it's been teased. Yes. So it's been teased. So yeah, they will be coming in. So yeah. So that's the next pod that we'll be doing. It'll be just before a few days before the nineteenth, where you know we will be picking our initial fifty-five man squad who we think should be in there. And then we don't know when the twenty-six man squad's going to come out. No, there's, so there's the deadline is the thirteenth of November. Thirteenth of November, and the World Cup, I believe, starts on like is it the fifteenth or something like yeah. that. So it's one of them. Like I believe teams may take more players than what they need. Yeah, I think that's going to have to be the case. I think especially with like COVID and stuff like that as well. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, well, they've got to be there five days before. So they'll be there for three days. All 55 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably what the case is going to be. They've said to them, you've all got this. Like, You've got your own hotel. Bring all 55 players with us. Yeah. Well, Worst case scenario, you don't play. Well, yes. So I'm gonna, we're going to love you and leave you now, guys. Um, sorry if we've been a bit all over the place, but <laughs> we, we've had fun. We'd, we'd rather do it like this than have a set script and it'd be boring. Yeah, we've had fun anyway. And like I say, uh, Stoke Pods are back Friday and uh, International Pods will be back the week before the 19th. So, yes, have a good, have a good one. Have a See good one, guys. In a bit. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.